Welcome back to Presence and Purpose, a show all about helping you build an authentic online presence and live out your God-given purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my brand strategy business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. Now I help Christian coaches and service providers do the same. I'm here to help you attract the right clients and build a thriving online community with tangible tips, behind-the-scenes stories from women just like you, and lessons learned on all things branding, finding your people, sharing your message, and so much more. guys, I am so excited to share this episode with you today. Um, We are talking about something that is super exciting to me and has really been a huge game changer for me in my own life and business. I am talking with Lindsay Mashan. She is a certified nutritional counselor, herbalist, and mom of two. So after going through a period of burnout after the birth of her youngest in her second year of business, she developed a passion for guiding other mompreneurs through healing from burnout without having to drop their business or their family life to do it. Um, In this conversation, Lindsay is sharing how to avoid burnout by tracking and syncing your menstrual cycle, and she's going to share what that is exactly and how to do it, Um, what business tasks to do according to where you are in your cycle um, to maximize productivity productivity, maximize your energy, and the number one mistake that women make from recovering from burnout. So let's dive in. Here it is. All right. Hey guys, today I am sitting down and talking with Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk. Yeah. Yes, me too. Um, So I would love if you could, first of all, um, share one fun fact that most people don't know about you. So my one fun fact is, and I think a lot of people know this, but I still think it's fun. Um, I'm a little bit obsessed with murder mysteries, especially period murder mysteries. So I just love like BBC Father Brown and um, the old style uh, Murder, She Wrote with Angela Lansbury. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm not a violent person. I just love watching (laughs) murder mysteries. (laughs) Especially if they're like, you know, old fashioned. Yeah. It's so funny because I see like I see the pictures that you'll post from like the parties that yes. in like normal times <laughs> would right. like do. Um and I, I totally like when I see stuff like that now I think of you, which is so funny. Because you're not like you're such like a like quiet, like down to earth person. Yeah. And then to be like, I love you know, murder mysteries. Yeah. Um that is so funny. Um, okay. Well, why don't you tell, um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I am a certified nutritional counselor and an herbalist, and I have kind of combined those specialties and really focusing in on women and moms who run their own businesses because that's part of my story. Um, and so it's something I'm very passionate about, um, and helping moms to, 
um, balance their hormones and prevent burnout or heal from burnout um, and just really, you know, have the energy to run their businesses without taking energy away from also, you know, being present with their families and raising their kids and all those things that are so important to us. Um, not, not having to choose one or the other, but really being well and, and being able to kind of handle it all. Yeah. What happened in your life that like brought you to focusing in on that? So I started my business several years ago after the birth of my first son, focusing on moms and um, horm- balancing hormones postpartum because that was something that I went through after um, his birth. And then, um, so I'm, you know, raising, raising, uh, him running my business. And then, um, I got pregnant with my second and it was kind of a rough pregnancy and birth. Um, and then I just completely burned out when he was, um, a newborn. And so I really had to take, take time away. I think I took a year off of my business when he was little and just really focused on raising, you know, my boys and also really getting to the root of what was going on with my health. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, I just kind of like earlier this year woke up one day and realized that I actually, I felt like me again, like I would, I woke up and I was happy for the day and I was excited about the things that I was going to do that day, which up until that point, I, I hadn't been, you know, I, I was just so fried that mm-hmm. I, I couldn't be excited. I couldn't be, you know, happy about a normal day. And so that was when I knew that I wanted to restart my business and really focus on mompreneurs who were dealing, going through the same thing that I had just been through, um, but who couldn't take that year off of their business and who couldn't afford to do that, didn't want to do that, and just really kind of guide them through the steps that I went through um, to speed up their process and, and you know, give them those tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I think when I hear you talk about, like, how, you know, you got to the point where you had to, like, take a whole year off in your business, um, it just makes me think about how, like, I really think that, like, obviously that wasn't fun, I'm sure, to, like, feel so fried that you're just, like, I just can't even do this and I just need to pull back. And obviously that was, that was, like, taking care of your health. And I'm, I'm glad, you know, glad that you did that, obviously. Um, But like going through that extreme of burnout where you're just like, I just need to totally full stop right now because I've just, you know, kind of hit this wall um, with my energy and stuff. It makes me think of like how there are just some things that are so not fun, but like we have to go through because it's also part of what we're going to help other people like not have to go through, right? Like, um, you know, obviously, like you said, it's like, if you, if you don't want to take a year off in your business, like you're able to help them, you know, kind of recover, avoid burnout without having to do that. And that's huge. Like what a huge difference, right? Yeah. Um, so I would totally love to hear like, um, what that process was for you. Cause you talked about like, you know, it was you taking the time obviously to really get to the root of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now that's something that you help um, women figure out. So like if someone's in that place where they're just totally like 
feeling like they're heading towards burnout and know that they need to change something or are already in that place like you were. Um, is there like a like first step that they should do or like how did how did you do that to get to the root like you said? Yeah. Um, so I think the first step is always just getting really clear about what you're feeling and how you're feeling because it's so easy for us to just push through our symptoms of of and miss all the kind of warning signs of our body saying hey you're overdoing it you're getting you're you're on this road to burnout but we just push through and we just ignore it so well that we don't even notice the symptoms anymore and but to to get to the place of healing you really have to acknowledge how you're feeling and what you're feeling so that you can start to take actions to heal from that. So um, I always think that the first step is just getting really in tune with your body and listening to the to the signs that um, it's giving you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, obviously that, that in general is often the first step for anything, right? Like we can't be in denial about something. Like if we're not like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just need another cup of coffee. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> like that's not right. gonna, yeah. not gonna help you. Um, so what were some of the things that you did like to help kind of recover or get to the root, like you said? Yeah. Um, well, first thing I kind of took as much pressure off as I could of things that I had to do kind of released a lot of expectations that I had of myself um, to just give me the space to rest up, to heal, and then to, to process and think through, you know, how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And then I got in touch with a um, natural doctor here in town who was willing to work with me. And we kind of combined specialties um, with her, you know, she had the tests, she, she had the, you know, um, if I needed any prescriptions for a time, then we could do that. But she was also really super open to working with, you know, my herbs and my more natural methods as well. Mm-hmm. So just a formed a really good collaboration with her. And, um, that was huge, helped me, you know, get to some of the different root problems, um, that were going on. Um, and then just really kind of maintaining after that with my, you know, self-care rhythms with, um, you know, herbs that were helping me to just, just deal and, and heal from everything. So yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And like, especially because you, you have that knowledge, like you said, you were able to like bring in someone else to help you like collaborate. Yeah. Um, so you weren't like, you're totally, totally were at an inv- advantage in that um, sense in terms of like knowing um, somewhat like how to, you know, help your body heal more naturally and recover this is kind of a random question, but I'm super curious. Do you drink coffee? I do not. You do not. Is that something that you stopped like at that point or were you are, were you no. already not drinking coffee? I do not like the taste. Okay. I have never learned. I, I love the smell, but, and the smell actually works well. I always wake up when I can smell coffee, but <laughs> taste is not how it smells. So that was never fortunately something that I had to break. Yeah. Okay. I was just like, cause I'm, of course I'm sitting here drinking coffee, but I'm like, I'm super curious. Cause that's something that, 
um, I think I've shared this in another interview, um, but I, I mean, anyone that knows me knows I love coffee, but I also like in all seriousness, since um, at the point where like stay at home orders were like just in effect and, and just like being home more. And I also think just like being stressed out and I don't know, I wanted comfort in my coffee cup. I drank way more and I like, I had to pull back. Um, It's just so interesting how I notice a direct correlation between like, I can have like a cup, cup and a half of coffee and I'm fine, but anything more than that. And it just, yeah, it's women are so sensitive to caffeine and that's just something that is really surprising to a lot of people that I talk to that our bodies are just really, really sensitive to caffeine. Yeah. Why is that? Like, is it? Um, It directly impacts the adrenals. So it actually spikes cortisol. So even if, even if you're feeling comforted by the coffee, you're the the way that your body is physically reacting to the caffeine is actually stress response. So it's a kind of micro stressor. That's just adding to a lot of women's stress load. <laughs> right, right. And we're stressed out and we drink more coffee. Right, exactly. More <laughs> exactly, yes. It's just kind of a self-defeating cycle there. Right. So is that like, because, you know, I've, I've heard about adrenal fatigue. Like, is that kind of correlated in there or is that just, I mean, yeah. obviously it's your adrenals, like biology. Like, I remember that part. Yeah, it's definitely a factor. And adrenal fatigue is not like the most correct phrasing anymore. It's actually like this bigger term, but that's too many words for most people. They just glaze over. So I just say adrenal fatigue because everyone goes, oh, I've heard of that. And so it's just like, well, I mean, but yes, it does contribute to the adrenals kind of going on the fritz and that whole system because it's a whole system. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just getting a little bit wonky. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Um, So like the adrenal fatigue, I don't know if that was part of your journey, but I would love to hear just a little bit more about like, you know, you said you were kind of collaborating um, with like the natural doctor that you were working with. Um, And I know I'm guessing this probably came into play somewhere in there in terms of like cycle mapping um, Mm -hmm. and looking at your hormones. Was that part of part of it for you yes and I actually got my doctor doing it with me too so she was super excited (laughs) so yeah that was like so I initially kind of my initial thing that I had to fix postpartum was my thyroid like um just having kids just throws my thyroid off um and so that was which you know impacts the adrenals which impacts hormones so once I kind of got that under control then I started doing more maintenance which included the cycle syncing um and really making making that sustainable because it's sometimes easy to fix something on the front end and then go back to doing exactly what you were before and then you just put yourself right back in the same situation so I wanted to make sure that my healing was really sustainable mm-hmm. and cycle syncing was a way that I did that and share that with my doctor and then so she started doing it too so we kind of had this thing where we would talk back and forth about how um how we were doing. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. And I was sharing with you before we hit record, like when I first found out about cycle syncing, which I'd love to hear like what that definition actually is. Cause I'm like, I think we're talking about the same thing, but just even the idea of like tracking your cycle for more than like, this is when you bleed was like mind blowing to me. 
Um, and I record, there's like, I have a podcast episode about it because I was like, you guys, this is life changing. Like I have to tell you. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really interested to hear. So let's start there. Like what is cycle syncing exactly? Yeah. So cycle syncing is both tracking your cycle, um, as well as matching up your different foods, activities, um, just your lifestyle in general to your different phases of your cycle. And you can do this um, super hardcore, or you can even do this just um, just syncing up a few things. But there are definitely really big, it just changes the way that you kind of think about your body and your health. And I just think it makes you so much more conscious of how you're doing and what you're doing. Um, and just really, it's just, I don't, it's just really cool to just see the light bulb go on for women when I share about this topic. Yeah. So like in terms of the cycle, can you talk about like, like the different phases and stuff? Because that was something that that's still very new, like knowledge for yeah. me even. Yeah. So most of I talk to you think that there's two phases the phase where you bleed and then the several weeks where you don't and you ovulate somewhere in there. Um, but there's actually four phases of your cycle. So um, you start out with the menstrual phase. This is the, um, the phase where you bleed. This is usually four to seven days. And then you move to the follicular phase, which is where um, your ovaries are ripening the egg to in preparation for ovulation. This phase is five to seven days. And then you have the ovulatory phase. This is three to four days. And then you have the luteal phase, which is where your body is, you know, kind of in that holding pattern, waiting to see if you're pregnant or not. Um, and that's about two weeks, 10, 10 to 14 days um, for most women. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned like matching up like the different phases of your cycle with, I've heard of doing that with like your activities and your lifestyle, right? Like as it relates to business, mm-hmm. um, I haven't heard foods and I'm like, Oh, that's so interesting. Like, where do you fall? You said some people do it super hardcore and other, other people do it more loosely or just with certain things. Like, where do you fall in that spectrum? Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably on the lighter side like I I try to sync up my activities with it more Mm -hmm. because just coming from a place of burnout that's kind of priority to me yeah um is just getting you know my activities to a sustainable level so that's kind of where I really started and then I do incorporate foods a little bit um but I also find that the more I actually am in tune with my body I crave some of those foods so it's not even like I have to pull out my chart and be like you know okay, well, I'm supposed to be eating this foods this week. It's more, well, I, I want those kinds of foods anyway. So I'm naturally drawn to them because I'm, I'm really kind of getting in tune, um, Mm. with that. So. Okay. Um, so like in terms of, you know, matching up like your activities, right. Um, especially with business, like you said, like you had that experience of burnout, um, how can someone get started with that? Or like, do you have, um, like you talked about the four phases of the menstrual menstrual cycle. Is there like an easy way to kind of look at, like if you're in this phase, like these are the kind of things you should do. 
Yeah. So I like to actually think about them in conjunction with the four different seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just, it just really makes a lot of sense kind of when I lined it up. So you have the menstrual phase, mm-hmm. which lines up really well with winter. Your energy is very turned inward. You're very much about resting, about, um, you know, that introspection. So this is a really good time for us to really slow down. Like you just kind of, when you imagine winter, you imagine cozy, you're with family, you're, you know, this is when we have New Year's usually. So you're, you're planning out your next year. So this is the really good time to just evaluate Mm-hmm. How has your last month gone? Um, what things do you think you might need to change? Um, so, you know, journaling, evaluation, looking at kind of the back end of your business and running those numbers and um, seeing just just really evaluating and being very honest with yourself. Um, you're also kind of more in tune with your emotions at this time. So you can kind of, you know, think through and process anything that you've been dealing with over the month that you might have been suppressing with work. Um, this is just a really good time to just process everything. Um, mm-hmm. And then as you move into the follicular phase, this corresponds with the spring. So you can kind of imagine things are opening. Your energy is starting to increase. It's becoming more outward focused. This is a good time to start projects because you have kind of that new burst of energy and creativity. So, um, you know, if you, if you're working on whatever, this is just a good time to start those kinds of projects. Um, and then, And then even the foods, like if you wanted to tie in foods, I mean, the foods really correspond as well. You're going to be eating lighter foods, more raw foods, more fruits and vegetables, more greens. Just Mm -hmm. what would you, what would you feel like eating during the spring? Um, Is it just a pretty good rule of thumb? Like, um, so that's just a really easy framework. And then when you move into the ovulatory phase, this is the shortest, but this is the time that your energy is at its highest. So this is the time, and this is also a time where you're the best communicator. So, you know, if you're going to run a challenge, this is a great time to get in front of the camera and run a challenge to really make a lot of connections with other people, to really make a final push on finishing a project, to do some kind of, um, you know, pitch an idea to another business or to just, this is the time to really connect with people in your business and really kind of move that forward. Um, and this obviously corresponds to your life as well. This is connecting in business, out of business, in your life, just wherever you're really connecting, you really have a lot of energy. And then as you move into the luteal phase, your energy during the first part is still pretty high. So you're still kind of on that high from the ovulation phase. So you're still you know, able to connect, but you are starting to move a little more into kind of that autumn Um, that autumn season where you're slowing down a little bit. This is the time of completion. So you're, you're bringing things to a completion. You're bringing things to an end. You're focusing on nurturing. You're focusing on um, kind of releasing things. Um, And you have a better actually attention to detail during this phase. Your brain is more focused. So a lot of people find that they um, kind of get an urge to declutter things or or just little projects that you've kind of been letting go the rest of the time because they're just like little nitpicky little detail oriented this is a good time to do those because you're just naturally more more able to focus on those and give it the attention that it deserves yeah 
Ooh, that is fascinating. Yes. Um, and so you said, I, I assume ovulation is summer then, obviously. Right. Yeah. I love, I love the way that you tied that to seasons because that makes it so easy to remember. Yes. And like, even like you said, with the foods, like, does that kind of go for like all the different, you know, phases slash seasons, yeah. like just thinking about like summer foods versus. Yeah. Like, and how, how do you prepare stuff in the summer? You like in the summer, you're more likely to want smoothies and salads because they're more cooling. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in the winter, you're going to want more soups and stews because they're more warming and nourishing. And so those are naturally things that your body craves during those phases as well as during the seasons. And so it's just really easy to tie those together. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I know that, um, when I first heard about this, like I said, for me, it was reading do less by Kate Northrup. Um, it just made me like totally in awe of like how God like created our bodies. And like, we view like like getting your period as like this, like, like I remember when I like first, first got my period, like I just like cried. Like I was like, no, like (laughs) my life is over as I know it. Like, like it was just that, like, I, it was never, um, it was never something that I was like appreciative of. I was like, Mm -hmm. why would I appreciate this? Like, this is a curse. Like this is like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, and one thing that I've kind of been studying lately is one of the things that I think is hardest when I share this with women is for them to get the concept of rest, that during your menstrual cycle, you really are created to rest. And when you actually look back in the Old Testament, um, women during the week of their period could not perform their normal tasks due to the ceremonial uncleanness of their period. So they would actually go outside of the camp and hang out with all the other women who were also on their periods and like relax. Yeah. Like, so God built in this week of rest for them during their periods. And, but today, because we, you know, most of us aren't following that old Testament law anymore. We kind of feel like it's like, it's unnecessary. Like somehow our bodies are now magically don't need that week of rest, but it's like, but God put that in place then you know, kind of showing us that, you know, working, we were never created to work 24 seven, all all, the whole time. Um, he, I mean, God has been implementing rest since the beginning of time. And so this is, you know, this is just such a, a natural way to honor that need for rest. Um, and really, you know, it's really, it's really a step of faith, I think for a lot of women. Yeah. Well, and that just, what you just shared about like the, like in the Old Testament, how there's like that week. Um, mm-hmm. I think that at least for me, that totally changes how I look at it too, because like, I think it's easy for us to read. And I'm sure a lot of other people do this too, where like, we look at that and we're like, oh yeah, well now, like that was just a, you know, old fashioned way of looking at it in terms of like you're unclean. I'm like, mm-hmm. well now people don't think that anymore, but I never tied it back to like probably the, intent behind you know take what I'm saying with a grain of salt but like what I imagine is like that was there for the purpose of rest and there might have been some like um I don't know myths that they had about that they were you know like they had different um approaches to things right in terms of calling it unclean well I mean Um, so the hygiene which is definitely right so right yeah exactly so it's like in in that sense it was um 
yeah, they would make a bigger deal about it in that sense um, because of the hygiene was totally different then. But yeah, that just totally changes how I look at that for me. I'm like, oh yeah, they'd have a week to just like hang out with the yeah, other I mean, moms. Just, like I how amazing. Because the laws are like, you know, whatever she touches will be unclean. So like she can't make food. She can't wash her family's clothes. So she's just hanging out with all the other ladies for a whole week. And, you know, and I just, you know, I just believe that that was one way that God was allowing for rest during this season for women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, and I'm trying to remember. So I remember hearing somewhere, like just in terms of like, you know, the the four phases that we go through in a month or a month-ish, mm-hmm. um, that men go through essentially those phases like in a day. I think yes. that might have been in do less. I don't know where else I would have heard that, but yeah. Um, so they actually have a 24 hour cycle. Yeah. Um, which actually it lines up pretty much with the way that a lot of women, so a lot of women have really adapted to that, especially in the corporate world, where basically your highest amount of energy is in the morning, you take a little lunch break you hang out with people after work and then you go to bed. Yeah. And so it's like the four different phases. And so a lot of us are working on that cycle because we feel like that's normal. Um, but that's the the male hormonal cycle is that 24 hour cycle. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it makes so much sense though. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting cause it just totally makes me also think of how like when we're in business, um, like running our own business, how we, we have to get used to like pulling ourselves away from just looking at like the day to day, right? Mm -hmm. Like, of course we want to be present in the moment, but in terms of running a business, at least I know this was my experience where, um, and something that I still have to remind myself to focus on is like, rather than just looking at today or this week, like also then looking at the big picture, and like, cause I think we're probably just so used to like that, the every day we're going through the right. cycle every day, like the, you know, just kind of like our culture does. Um, and like, you can see logically how we got there, right? Like, because it used to be like men that were working and then like women started working and we just kind of like jumped into yeah, the, yeah, the fell into the pattern. Exactly. Like the culture that was already there and existing, Um, and I think it's so cool that like, as we learn more, um, Mm -hmm. that we're able to be like, wait a minute, like this does not have to be the default, especially because we are business owners. Like we can create and operate our business however the heck we want, but we're just like, these are the kind of things that we just don't even like, like you don't know what you don't know. So you like, unless you know that there's another way of doing things, you're just going to keep doing it because it's not something that you would even think to question. And I think this is why for me, it was just so like mind blowing because I was like, this like explains so much. Yeah, it really (laughs) does. Yeah. Yeah. And like, do you find that it's, it's helped you like give yourself a lot more grace too? Yes, definitely. So I, cause I used to wonder why, like, why do I get this burst of energy? Like it felt random at the time. I know, I know it's not random, but why do I get this burst of energy? And then why can't I sustain it? Like I would beat myself up so much for not being able to sustain the same level of activity and energy and even organization. Cause I'm not a naturally organized person, but I do have my moments. Um, and so I'd be like, why can't I have these moments all the time? And, and just now that I know something like, 
oh, like this makes sense. This wasn't random. This was part of my cycle. And now that I know, and I know what to expect, I can plan for that instead of just waking up in the morning and being like, oh, I feel like organizing my kitchen cabinets. I guess maybe I'll do that today, but oh no, I planned something else. I don't have time to organize my kitchen cabinets and that's all I want to do. Um, I can plan for that better and be in, you know, a week before I can be like, okay, I think, you know, next week is going to be my organize the kitchen cabinets week. So, you know, just plan a little bit more space for the different needs that I have during the different phases. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting this like mental image, but I'm thinking about me because I'm kind of in that phase right now of like, I want to do all the little things and I just yeah. organized the kitchen yesterday and I'm yeah. like, it's kind of like a squirrel, like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, like organizing my little acorns and yeah. <laughs> yeah, my little, cause it's, it's so weird. Like, it's you and you're like, I just need some details. Like, I just want to do all these little fiddly things. Right. No. And it doesn't do anything like for my big picture, what I thought I was going to do today. I just feel like I really need to rearrange the dishes or, or the towels in my linen closet. Like I just need to do that. <laughs> it just would make me really happy and just yes. really fill my bucket today. <laughs> yes. And so now I know when that's coming. And so I can plan for that instead of feeling like, you know, the fact that I color coded my linen closet has ruined my day. It's like, well, I knew that was coming. And so I can either channel that into something else, or I can just be like, well, I'm going to color code my linen closet today. I don't think I've ever gone that far, but that's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I do that with my closet, like oh. normal clothes closet. It's okay. all color-coded. That would drive me crazy otherwise. Um, that's so funny because I totally relate to what you're saying in terms of like, and I know you and me are like very similar personality-wise um, because I would, I would totally get like that. I mean, would. I still am like that where I'm not normally an organized person. But then I have these phases where I am and I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm going to keep this up. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And it's like, I've just come to accept. It's like I get right. to a tipping point and then everything's organized and clean and I feel wonderful and I feel like this like adult and then, yes. <laughs> and then things slide again. But it's just yeah. kind of um, like, I definitely feel like it's helped me mm -hmm. just be more gracious with myself and realize like, you know, like you said, with like where you get these sudden bursts of energy or motivation and then you're like, this is great. I'm just going to keep it up. Um, because I think there's, there's definitely, obviously we're, we're talking about like, um, the phases of your cycle and how that affects our energy and all these things. And I also think there's, there's, um, like how our, our personalities kind of intertwine with that too, because I can think of people that are just totally like, they just have this like energizer bunny personality. I'm like, that's not me. And so it's like a combination of looking at like, what is your personality? Like how has God actually wired you personality wise and just like the way that you carry yourself and stuff tied with also looking at like, where are you at in your cycle and like what yes. phase are you in right now? Yeah. Um, so that you're not like kicking yourself. Like, why can I not just like have mm -hmm. energy and show up and be social? Um, yeah. and, and one way that it's made a big difference for me, um, is even like you said, um, in like the ovulation phase when we're like the highest energy and this is the great time to like do challenges and stuff. That's when I go and I've noticed this 
where I go and I um, make all these new connections. And so I'm like, hey, like, you know, reaching out, sending messages to people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And then they all respond. And then my energy dips. And I'm yes. like, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny because I like I've come to expect it now. And so I'm not like kicking myself and I, I try not to let myself get overwhelmed. And I kind of, you know, wrap up those loose ends and, yeah. and wrap up those conversations. And, yeah. you know, yeah, when you know, you can kind of pace yourself because yeah, I'm definitely hardcore introvert. And so I'm the most extroverted during that kind of follicular ovulatory phase. Yeah. And then I do, I get that point and then I'm just exhausted by all the socializing that I've done with people and I just have no more words. I know. <laughs> so I have had to learn to pace myself and it's like, okay, I want to talk to my 20 closest on, online friends today, but I know that they're all going to get back to me over the next week. And so I should probably just pick five. Right. And, and just like savor the conversations instead of, you know, getting overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. Right. Totally. <laughs> it's a thing. It's, it's a thing to be overwhelmed by the unread messages. So yes, definitely makes a huge difference for me in that aspect. Mm -hmm. um, so I would love to hear, do you feel like you see any common mistakes that women make when they're trying to recover from burnout? I would say the number one is um, jumping back in too soon um, and not instead of, in, so like healing or thinking that you've healed and then instead of putting in sustainable practices to prevent going back down that path of burnout, you just jump right back in um, and do the same exact cycle all over again. I see women do this cycle over and over and over again, um, where you, you get to, well, I feel better than I have felt in a really long time, so I must be better. So now I'm just going to jump right back in and try to do all the same things that I was trying to do before. Um, and so that's where I really feel like cycle syncing is kind of that sustainable bridge that gets you from feeling better to maintaining that and, and kind of staying off of that path. Mm -hmm. So you recommend like if someone is in that place of, you know, recovering from burnout or putting on the brakes because she's headed in that direction mm -hmm. um, to set up something like cycle syncing so that you have like some sort of system, like a, like a new rhythm to go into right. instead yeah. of jumping back into the old rhythm. Exactly. Um, so would that be kind of like the indicator then of like when they're like, quote unquote, ready to resume productivity, you know, activities as usual? Yeah. Is yeah. That? Yeah. Once you have something like that in place, um, because sometimes, you know, sometimes it can feel overwhelming to implement cycle syncing. And so that's why I recommend don't, you know, don't look at it as a whole new set of rules and things on your to-do list, but look at it and decide what is the most important thing here? Like, so I already eat relatively healthily. So that's not my priority, but my priority when I was recovering was to really work my lifestyle and manage my energy around the, you know, my cycle. So that was where I started was just, and just baby steps, just taking those baby steps. And the more, the more that you're able to implement this, the more 
stressful things tend to fall off of your to-do list and get put into their proper places. And so you're able to actually accomplish more things while feeling like you're doing less than you ever have before, Mm -hmm. which, um, I mean, just, which even just that perceived to-do list, sometimes the, the stress that it puts on us just contributes to that overwhelm and that burnout. And so even if we're doing more things, but we're not feeling the weight of them, you know, that it's, it's just so much healthier to be in that, in that state. Yeah. And the word that comes to mind for me is like sustainable, like having the goal of like, I am going to go back in this with, with this word in mind. Right. And really Mm -hmm. like being sure that I am, um, going at a pace and going at, you know, approaching my lifestyle and my business in a way that's actually sustainable. Yes. And I feel like that's, that's been a theme for me in this year, um, setting up, I know like evergreen is like the big, Mm -hmm. like hot thing right now, right? Like it used to be passive income. Now it's evergreen, but that truly is something that, um, that I'm working in my business. And I think, you know, obviously I have, this is a little bit of an aside, but I have, you know, friends who absolutely love live launching and like, Mm -hmm. they have no intention of changing that. Right. But I think, um, again, going back to what I was saying before about like, it's our business and we can run it how we want and we can, we can operate on a cycle of a whole month, not 24 hours. Right. And we can also do what we need, um, you know, taking into account, like, you know, how old our kids are and where we're at in life and everything that we've got, the different responsibilities that we've got going on in our life to, to create a business that is sustainable. And I know that that's just something that I'm really leaning into. And for me, that looks like creating more evergreen, um, you know, email sequences in my business and stuff. So mm-hmm. I can just kind of like nurture these connections without, um, having to do so much, um, you know, I don't want to say inner draining activities, but just, um, you know, kind of automate a little bit of that process. Um, do you have any, I know you've got a couple of resources of your own, um, and I want to give you the opportunity to share those. Can you think of any other, um, resources that maybe have just been really helpful for you, um, in terms of like, if someone wants to, learn more about cycle syncing or, um, kind of like how you covered like the different phases. Like, is there anything, um, that was really like, you know, kind of a game changer for you in that aspect? Um, yeah, so I, so as far as not my stuff, um, I like to follow the work of Elisa Beattie. She kind of blazed the trail. So that's where, um, she's, kind of leading the charge in that direction um, for a lot of women. So if you wanted to dive super duper deep and get like super nerd out on it, which I highly recommend, um, she's got all the sciencey stuff. So. Okay. Awesome. And then, yeah. And then you've got your resources. So I would love if you could share that. Yeah. So um, I have a, I actually have a four day hormone jumpstart this covers a little bit cycle syncing. Um, and also it covers just because a lot of women, when they're kind of looking at cycle syncing, 
they're thinking, well, my horn, my cycle is so crazy anyway, how could I ever possibly sink? And so that's when we kind of go back to the root and it's like, okay, well, let's start healing your hormones, which is usually a symptom of burnout. Your hormones and burnout are actually really intricately tied as women. So let's go back to the kind of the root and start healing those hormones, balancing that cycle so that you can effectively implement this sinking process. And so I have a four-day hormone jumpstart that just covers foods, um, there's recipes, and I, I go through the basics of really getting in tune with your hormones and getting those balanced, which is the starting place for this kind of sinking journey. So um, I have that as a resource. Um, and then I have a free PDF guide that shares my top tips to preventing and avoiding burnout. Okay. Uh, which is, yeah, it kind of shares some road signs to look for and then some small steps that you can take to kind of go the other direction. Okay, awesome. And I will put the links for um, both of those in the, the show description so that people can grab them if they're interested. Um, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to have this conversation. I am just totally fascinated. This is something that I'm totally going to check out that resource that you mentioned to go nerd out because it's so cool. Um, where can people connect with you online if they want to stay connected with you? Yeah. So, um, my website is lindsaymachon.com and I have a Facebook page where I connect, um, weekly with videos and blog posts, um, Lindsay Michon CNC. Um, and then I have a private Facebook group where I go even deeper with, uh, ladies who like to just dig even deeper into that. Um, and that's called Whole Mama. So those okay. are. Awesome. And those I will put those links. What was that? So those are where I hang out. Okay. I will put those links in the show notes too, so that they can um, connect with you. Well, thank you again um, so much. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time.